Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. everything I know and they did indeed I am so winning at millionaire hot seat these days there are musical questions flying left right and center on that show sure yeah yeah I mean I feel like most game shows have the odd one here and there we like oh that I know yeah but it's all the other things the political questions Mm -hmm. all these Mm -hmm. other amazing questions that I know because of musicals classic right Total we classic. should do a podcast about it. We could do that. Do you think there already is one? Probably not. Whoa. So, listeners, if you know of any musical podcast that talk about the lessons they've learned by listening to musicals, you should let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Zane's <laughs> loving the banter. Um, welcome, Julie. Oh, hello. I'm Miranda. Hi, Miranda. And nice who to meet is, you. Who's this here with us today? Hey. It's Brad it or is. Bradley if we need to fill in time. Yeah, Brad is a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, I am notorious for long episodes, so let's go with Brad today. <laughs> okay. Short and snappy. Short and snappy. Um, and we are here to talk about... Uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Now, is it Priscilla, comma, Queen of the Desert, Priscilla, colon, Queen of the Desert? I think it's actually The Adventures of Priscilla. The movie is The Adventures of Priscilla. Right. Okay, look, I've not done the research for this <laughs> um, The musical is Priscilla. Priscilla. If I was colon. right... Oh, colon? Comma. Yeah, I, oh, see, I'd go semicolon if I was... Um, <laughs> if I was under duress, had to write it out. I mean, well, let's just say the Wikipedia is Priscilla, comma. Well, they've never lived okay. in Australia, so... <clears throat> All right, well, we'll have to check with the writers on the specifics. Um, I Dear am... Stephen and Alan. <laughs> we will get to Stephen and Alan and our um, further adventures in grammar in a moment, but we are going to redo the quiz with you, It's an Brad. exciting day sure. when we redo a quiz. Woo-hoo! Yes, yes. Um, we have done it with you before, but I wasn't yes. there, so you okay. didn't get the introductory song, therefore the whole segment didn't count. Okay, cool. So that's why we have to do it again. Are you ready for the song? Uh, sure, yes. Getting yes. to know you, getting to know all about you quick today it's quick it's like bam 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 it's like if ethel took speed yes i know i said i was ready but i was not ready (laughs) no one's ever (laughs) truly ready you can't be uh we're gonna just dive straight in but i'm gonna go wild and completely mix up the order of the questions oh Oh, hopefully i can throw you you off i know this is what i love to do i love Mm. to mix it up zane's not on mic he can't stop us (laughs) i mean he can literally mute you anything goes (laughs) <laughs> is not the show we're doing today. Uh, but what's your go-to shower song? Um, see, I'm not a shower singer. And the reason I'm not is because I'm I'm really awkward and um, uh, you can probably tell by the way, like I sort of came in and sat in this chair, um, uh, uncoordinated. And if I try and sing in the shower, every time I've ever tried to do that, I have got soap or something down my throat. So oh, I'm no. a very tight-lipped shower person. <laughs> um, so just a gentle hum in the shower? Uh, it's dead silence. I'm worried oh. that like the flip side of being a tight-lipped shower person is like me but I'm like a loose-lipped shower person. (laughs) So I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think we should move on quickly. That's how I feel about it. Um, What's your dream role? Um, 
probably something I, I think last time uh, I answered this I think I said something that doesn't have to sing much because I'm not super uh, just worried about the soap in the air yeah and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah but um but then it says dream role so and, and and now that I really think about it, it probably should be someone who's got to sing incredibly well because if it was a dream role I shouldn't dream. be limiting myself in in my dream no you can Good. do it yes so, correct you have all the powers you need so I might go with someone like uh, maybe Orpheus from Hades Town yeah, yeah just so, just someone who I could never aspire to be in, in <laughs> the real world <laughs> you can always aspire uh where's it go next which musical character would you like other people to compare you to um i'm this one uh, this is a bit off off t- off the wall one um uh lee bowery from boy george's taboo oh uh, yeah i'm just and gonna nod and smile yeah yeah <laughs> look it up you'll love it um it's maybe i'll talk about it next week uh it's um he, he's a he's a real person who was really influential in um sort of the underground drag scene in in the uk in the 80s um and i'm this is me sort of edging into the like themes of priscilla as well oh yes oh yeah so i see i see <laughs> um uh, yeah, but he's in in the Boy George musical. He was originally played by Matt Lucas, um, I believe, in Broadway uh, or in London. Um, and a lot of people tell me I look like Matt Lucas. So uh, now that you mention it, oh, I like say- I would never have just gone. Oh my god, that guy looks so much like Matt Lucas. <laughs> but now that you've said it, I can't unsee it. Oh. I, I don't see it. Okay. Okay. Thank well, you. that's one each way. I'm sorry. Um, what about people who are getting it completely wrong? Which musical character might people compare you to? Uh, maybe Horton the Elephant. Oh, you're so cool. Oh, that is so lovely. Um, but also probably can look like Matt Lucas. So. <laughs> now I'm picturing Matt Lucas playing Horton the Elephant. I don't know how I feel about it. I think he'd be all right because he was um, Mr. Toad in, in Wind of the Willows. One of the, one of the oh, ones, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, um, he really looks like he suits an animal prosthetic and stuff like that. <laughs> Yes. Like one of those animal prosthesis faces, you know. Yes. <laughs> Is that a compliment? You know what? You look like you'd do with an animal prosthesis. <laughs> you look like you'd be. Really you look like it. you'd be so handsome. You just slapped a trunk you in the middle. Just would there. be great as an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favourite Sondheim show? Um, well, I, th- I think I probably did say this last time. Um, Into the Woods, because uh, that's the one I I've been involved in before um the only Sondheim show I've actually been involved in so you know when you have some involvement in yeah. something and then you kind of have an attachment to it yes. even though it might not be the best one um <laughs> that is yeah that is the one that I well that's what favorite to. means yeah. yeah your favorite um and now you have the opportunity a rare opportunity to take a second whack at deleting a musical from existence you must use this just really carefully, okay? Do you remember what you deleted the first time? I do. And I'll tell you how I remember because my mum got very upset with me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, she listened and then she... Deleted again. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she chased me down and she was like, you don't understand. Oh, she's going to listen to this, so I won't go into it too much. Uh, but I, you got a double chasing coming for you. But I did say Greece. Last time. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't um, mind. That's fine. Yeah, That's okay. I, I did say Greece, but I can say another one. Um, Greece too. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. Say, I actually don't have a problem with this musical as a as a musical. I'm gonna say Fame, mm. um, and I actually don't mind Fame at all. I just am so sick of seeing um, productions it, of it. Yes. That I. That I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just no loss if it should disappear forever. It's just. Yeah. I think we've all seen it enough. We've all seen. Yeah. You know, uh, I proudly have it. seen it never oh. on stage. You should check it out. It's really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quick before it gets. 
isolated. Never on stage. I've seen the movie, just not on stage. I'm just like, meh. It, it was great for its time, but its time has passed. That's how I feel about fame. Yeah, and I think that... Um, the way that it treats the subject matter has been superseded by other things. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I agree with that. So let's all just bin it. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. And I, you know what else is gone? This segment. Gone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And now it is time to speak about Priscilla Miscellaneous... um, grammatical something queen of the desert the musical that's what it's called yay (laughs) Um, so why did you bring this show to us um because i think that it's really um an important story and very unlike what we said about fame um i don't think it is something that has necessarily been superseded um by other shows that are about the same subject matter i Mm. think it's one of the ones that when we're looking for shows that deal with the stuff that this show deals with um this is still kind of one of the, the hallmarks of it and it is able to be sort of constantly updated like a 2020 production of Priscilla well 2019 2021 production of Priscilla is going <laughs> yes, there's no 2020 production of anything is going to be um uh it, it can can bring more to the story than maybe a 2010 production could have so i think there's always ways that it can be reinvented to to remain relevant or to say something new mm, that's a good point <laughs> cool well the first thing we're going to do is um a rundown of the plot sure now obviously if you have seen priscilla the adventures of priscilla comma queen of the desert i think there's a comma there actually uh the movie <laughs> <laughs> the the storyline is I think it's a semicolon in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the adventures same. of Priscilla. Come on, Queen of the Desert. Come on, Queen of the and Desert. And if you ever look it up in some sort of film index, it would Holy probably be Priscilla, comma, Queen of the Desert, comma, The Adventures of. You're not wrong. Oh my gosh. That just confused me completely. Um, but we're gonna do the plot. And it is the same as the film. Is that Yeah, it is fair very to say? much a um So often when we see adaptations, adaptions, adaptations. Both? Uh, adaptations, it I is say, is the, it is an adaptation, and to get there you have to... Adapt ad- it. Ad- so that, that <laughs> process is called the adaption. Okay. So often in adaptations we get changes to the story or the characters, we leave some characters out, put some other things in, you know, but that didn't really happen with the development of this show, I think because it was already in a format of here are the core characters, here's their core story, yep. and then they meet lots of fun people. Yes, because here it was kind of same guys do same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, like yeah. I don't think we did the film pretty, pretty, pretty good. Let's I will just whack it on stage. Pop on stage. <laughs> Done. Um, they did change some of the format of how they tell the story, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's go through the plot in two minutes. Julie's sure. going to time you. Are you prepared for I that? Mean, task? I'm not I at all. As I said, I've producer done. Zane had a timer. <laughs> we have plenty of timing devices around. So this is your elevator pitch. Yep. We just want the plot. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Deep breath. 
when you're ready. Okay, so um, the the story uh, is about uh, the main character, um, Mitzi, who uh, he is a drag queen in Sydney. Um, he is not... <laughs> Terribly successful, um, or or having a bit of a having a bit of a bad run, and so he um, teams up with another drag queen and then um, a trans woman uh, who used to previously work in the clubs as well, uh, and they do a bus trip out to Alice Springs to perform at a venue run by his ex-wife. Um, and then that's that's pretty much the plot. They just do. I just realised this is a second road trip musical. I've bought you guys. Um, <laughs> that's very much the plot. And then things happen to the bus and to them on the way there. So they sort of get to each individual town or, or place on the road. All rural, all rural towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, it's very outback Australia heavy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they and they you know learn and, and love along the way. It's a good time. It is a good time. And a sad time. And a good time. Yeah, well, that's... that's. Um, How much time do we have left? Do I spoil it? And then at yeah, the end... Yeah, definitely he's, spoil he, it. We get there and, he, and he's, got a, he's got a kid um, that the others didn't know about. And then, so, you know, it's a very much a, very much a, a tale of uh, him coming to terms with how he sees himself and then how he thinks the rest of the world and the people close to him see him and all that kind of sort of gooey stuff. There's a lot in there. There is There's a lot, a in, lot there. in there. Um, so what would you say the main themes that we get throughout that journey? Um, I, don't, I don't like this word when, you, when we refer to um, this kind of, uh, these kind of social issues, but I'm going to use it because I can't think of a better one. Um, so tolerance. <laughs> uh, it is very much, you know, a story of accepting people who are, who are different um, or who you perceive to be different. Um, it, is a, it challenges, I guess, what might be heteronormative or what might be like normalcy in the viewpoints of a lot of people who live outside of the areas where those particular differences are uh, more well established mm. um, and it kind of looks at I guess or exposes some of the the truths about other people and other communities that sometimes we are happier ignoring um, so yeah I think those are sort of the, the key things that it deals Ooh, with it deals with it does um, there's some ups and downs in the story uh, but it does all turn out well in the end mm. you know people um, discover themselves and new things about the people around them Everybody learns. Everybody goes on a literal and figurative journey. Um, there are there are other shows that have come along since that tell similar stories about similar subject matter, but you know none of them in this way. So, like you were saying before, it, it's never been superseded. Um, Probably the the most prominent one, more recently that comes to mind, would be Kinky Boots for me. Mm-hmm. They've they've taken a lot of that similar. Um, is that idea of taking something and putting it in a place where it's not as expected, and yep. then you know watching the reactions happen and people learn acceptance. I think in in telling both stories, if you're going to compare like um, Priscilla and Kinky Boots, Priscilla for me is the clear like. I don't know. I just think it's a much better telling of that story. It has a lot more to it, maybe. I think, yeah, my, I, I agree with that. And I think the reason for that is that Kinky Boots, your Kinky Boots is, a, is more about someone who learns to accept this other character. Mm-hmm. And and so what it is, it's um, it, it casts like, okay, Charlie in, in Kinky Boots, he's the normal guy. He's the everyman. And in comes Lola, who is the, um, the whirlwind that sort of mm. stirs everything up. And it's Charlie's story about learning to accept 
that other person. Whereas Priscilla is more about you know, the the um, the drag performers are the central characters. There's not another another person Counter- who's the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. And so it's more about them accepting who they are themselves, which I think is a more weighted message than yeah. just. And while also because it also still does exactly the same t- tells exactly the same story in terms of each place they go to visit. Um, some they are more accepted than others, but it does bring that spark of change in each town, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spark is a good word to use because Priscilla is best known for its sparkle. Um, the costumes, of course, <laughs> were the biggest thing um, to cause furor um, in when the film came out. And the same thing was expected when the, the stage show came in. So um, the design of this show is pretty amazing it's a who do you can you tell us anything about how the production was put together yeah so um the, I, I saw the original one um in in sydney when i was a very young man um so <laughs> three or four uh, but yeah it, it was full on spectacle because it was like look how big we can get this bus um <laughs> look at how big wait we got a whole bus on stage um but i um uh, but i uh, but it's and then that sort of, uh, from memory, that was on a, rev- a revolve and then that sort of revolved around to then reveal, yeah, a revolve. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> look, look out, theatre. Hello. Um, um, but um, it, it's sort of a, it, it's a spectacle like that. But since it's kind of moved from like almost purpose-built theatre in, in Sydney to house it, mm. when it's moved around, it's had to adapt to, you know, other venues. So it can be done, I, I guess, it can be staged in such a simplistic way compared to that. Um, but always, like you said about the costumes, that's always where the – no matter the, co- the the budget of the production, I think that's always where the <laughs> Mate, where that budget pour goes. it into costumes yeah. because <laughs> you can allude to a bus and have – and probably if you're in a small space, please do just allude to that kind of setting. Um, but costumes, you cannot get away with having mm. S-H-I-T costumes. <laughs> Thank you for spelling it out. <laughs> um, just to protect our listeners from the bad words. Uh, <laughs> just the listeners that can't spell, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the original cast, it is an Australian show um, yeah. and was put together by a production team, most of which worked on the film. So uh, it's I think that helped... Uh, preserve some of the integrity as it was moved to stage. Yeah. Um, and probably the same thing happened in the design, but uh, it was directed by Simon Phillips, who is one of my personal favourite directors. I enjoy watching his work because I think that he works particularly with um, uh, storytelling very, very well. And I don't know if anybody who's ever listened to this podcast knows, but I uh, enjoy a bit of storytelling. She's bang up for a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do. Good storytelling always gets me right in the feels. Um, but the the show did go around the world after that. So um, it's had about a bazillion productions. Yeah. Yeah, they don't mind a bit of Priscilla. Yeah. Um, it did very well in the West End. Uh, that's where it went straight after Australia. Um, then Canada and then a, uh, Broadway. So it was in, on Broadway by 2011 which was five, six years after it had opened here. So um, I think things tend to get there a lot faster 
than they get here when it happens the yeah, other way around. Apparently. Um, but maybe that's just because it was such a great show. But um, some of the other places it's been, I don't know whether we're uh, – <laughs> some of them are strange. Um, Italy, Sao Paulo, Stockholm, Argentina, Athens, Manila, Singapore, Seoul, Spain. Let's go back to Italy. Let's do three <laughs> or four UK national tours. Um, let's put it on a Norwegian Ooh, cruise ship. That would be good. It does. It does have that very cruise ship vibe, just by nature. <laughs> yeah, purely it's like a it's a jukebox musical. That it makes is. so much sense. It is. Um, Auckland, Tokyo, oh, gee, New Zealand had to wait a while. They would have got the Australian tour production, surely. Uh, I don't know. Um, they're very far away. New Zealand, Tokyo, Paris, South Africa, Hong Kong, Munich. Um, let's do it in Australia again back in 2018. And here we are in Italy for the third time. Yeah, I can't get enough of it over there. Right, 2018 the through 2020 tour. Yeah, yeah. The Italians love this show. <laughs> I just realised too, I'm really bad at podcasts. I've been like nodding along and that's... <laughs> And then I just realised, like, oh, You're I, just, I just sound like I've died on the microphone, probably. It's Me, okay. Um, every episode. You're fine. We actually ring a little bell every time you do it. So um, <laughs> the listeners can tell. It'll be fine. Um, so it's been worldwide pretty dang successful. Tick Australia. Yeah, good on us, finally. Good on us. Um, I think part of that is this the spectacle. A part of that is that it is um, Australian. Like, it has a really strong, probably more authentic than some of those countries are used to seeing representation of Australian yeah. My bogan culture. My partner was in it um, in London. and Congratulations um, to him. Oh, um, and you. Yeah, so me, yes. I, I landed a man, ladies. Um, how did you do it? Don't worry. I'm, I'm I know still how to get figuring a gay that one. out. Uh, um, uh, yeah, but he he was in it, and when he had the script, and he, we looked through it, and a lot of them, um, a lot of the lines actually were un felt un-Australianized, like they'd kind of gone through, and um, I don't know if that was just the UK script, um, or if that's just how they you know distribute it. Mm. But a lot of them are stuff like I, I'm not going to be able to think of a specific example now, of course, but just some, things that we would say in Australia that we that they sort of changed to make more global. So take to actually oh. took out a few of those sort of they um, took a, a yes mate to a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah so stuff like that. Yeah. They take it out things that were a bit more. Um, so he sort of went back and was like, "Hey, I was going to improvise around these the way I the way I thought." I probably shouldn't say that. It sounds sounds like he's a broken license agreement. Ah, never. We would never. Cheeky, cheeky few lines. But yeah, we was. I was very surprised that it was that, and it wasn't a massive thing. But just that there were some things that I was like, "Well, we would never say that in Australia." You know, that's a very American thing. That's a British thing to say. But um, as long as they don't throw in. Um, throw another shrimp on the Barbie in the, anywhere. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I've lived um, in Australia for 32 years and I've never heard anyone say that. Well, we simply don't call them shrimp. No. <laughs> or Barbie, really. Neither do we throw things on the Barbie. Like I've, ne- I've never thrown anything. We place anything. them very gently. Like, Go long, throw it. <laughs> we place them gently, we cook them to the right degree and then we take them off. By right degree, you mean burnt to a cinder? No, I mean not burnt to a oh, cinder. No. Um, well, we're also, different people. their musical numbers in this well, have yes. had a, a hash and then a rehash and then a rehash hash, depending on where it is in the world at the time. And I think, um, so some of the amendments for the West End production, they took out songs like Don't Leave Me This Way and I Love The Nightlife. Why How did you take out I Love The Nightlife? Freaking dare they. Oh. And replaced it with I Say A Little Prayer plus I Say A Little Prayer reprise. No, no. I'm like actually genuinely mad they took out I Love The Nightlife. <laughs> 
<gasps> and then I would never. I wouldn't have done that. <sighs> Perhaps it was a licensing problem. There's also some they they popped in um they what did they take out to put it in though? They take out Confide in Me and they put in a Kylie Medley for the UK cuz you know what the UK love? Kylie. Better Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that much of a fan, if I'm honest. Like yeah. Of Kylie Minogue? Yeah, like give or take, it's You're fine. You're not allowed to say that as a true Australian. I'm not a true Australian then. Okay. <laughs> um, we're just going to hit on one more point before we leave this and move on to our titular segment. That was for you, Zane. Uh, lessons learned. Um, but we do want to talk a bit about the music. Now, um, I mentioned before that one of the format changes that they made was around um, putting the music in and adding in these three girls who they call the divas um so they do a lot of the heavy lifting on the score they sing 70 percent of the show if not more purely because it's originally written for female voice yeah a lot of the songs um that we see in the movie or hear i guess you hear songs in the movie are lip synced by the drag queen characters so um they do a bit of that still yeah so the the divas sing it's basically any any of the songs um, that are that are performed as part of like a show within the show. So if mm. in the nightclub scene, um, if if one of the characters is performing a number in drag, yes. then that is sung by the divas, and the drag queen character lip syncs to them. But they do then if it's just part of like the plot, like for example, um, Go West. I think they sing that mm-hmm. when they're getting the bus together, and they they just sing that themselves because they're not performing. Bernadette the characters are singing in the story. Some of my yeah. classic podcasting moves here. I'm doing a lot of inverted commas. To <laughs> You can, no, you, you can, can hear, hear them. them. You, you can, can hear them. them. Oh, it's okay. fine. <laughs> so what about when we get to like um, the – on top of the bus with like the aria from La, Tri- La Triviata? Yeah, so that is um, – Is it that the Divas? Is lip-synced. <laughs> um, I, I think it – Is that is that this uh, folly – Oh, it's Felicia and the Divas. Deliero vana escueto sempre libra from La Traviata? Yes. Felicia and the Divas. And the Divas. So um, there's some singing along, I guess, with Diva operatic singing. Uh, um, but these Divas also perform great numbers like Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Ugh. <laughs> um, that must be a difficult thing to cast, Girls and, yeah, and Opera. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Well, what, I, what I was um, uh, seeing if it was written on your list there, but um, I think some productions have will have to do because of restrictions of available opera singers in any given location. <laughs> have to use Rude. the, the pre-recorded... <laughs> The, the pre-recorded track. Um, and I know, I think there was um, an issue with like, yeah, um, at some stage someone took uh, the worst um, research thing I've ever said, but some producer or something somewhere took an issue with the fact that parts of the score were pre-recorded because he was like, well, that's not what musical theatre is. Um, and so I think it got a, yeah. You know what? I'm going to agree with him. Yeah, it got a bit, <laughs> bit, bit of hot water. Because like just look for some, like I could do it. I'm, f- I'm right here, guys. I can do that part. I can do the others. We'll be fine. I'm sure there are plenty of people that can do both. I mean, I personally can't, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, try harder. Well, that'll be the challenge when we get to our Dreamcast segment. Um, any any last words on... <laughs> uh, so stop any last words. <laughs> on Priscilla. Before we move on to lessons learned. I'm really keen for some lessons learned. So keen. Woo. Let's do it. What did you learn, Brad? Well, um, when I first saw this 
film, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of people can well, my age would be able to say the same thing. When I first saw this film, um, it came out in nineteen ninety four when I was six. I don't think I saw it when I was six, um, but it was the first exposure I'd ever had to a transgender character. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people can say that because if you look at the time that it came out, there's not a lot of mainstream or widely no. uh, widely seen stuff that had transgender characters in it. Unfortunately, still the case, um, which is why I sort of think that the the musical is still relevant um, and hasn't been superseded by something like Kinky Boots. Um, But so it was the first time I ever saw that that person represented. Um, And I think that that's really essential. And uh, in, you know, exposing – more stuff should do this, but in exposing people to – the, the normalcy that um, that kind of identity is rather than treating it like a, a side character because that's a really heavy character. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, personally, I think who has the strongest arc throughout the whole thing. Um, and I think it's really important that, you know, a lot of people see it because that's – as soon as you see it, you're so on board with, with that, it, it, no matter how young you are. So I think I saw it when I was like maybe eight. Um, and it was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh this is – this happens. Um, and, yeah, so I think that's the, the main thing that, that – we learn from it is these people exist and they're real people um and they're not uh stock characters and they're not comic relief and they're not this is a real person with real um human issues yes i think i would yes i was very similar age i think i was about eight when i first saw it i think uh probably one of my sisters had it on the vhs um and i never i don't think there was ever a time when i thought any of it was not normal though so whether I was just a, like a similar to what I am now, do what you do. Like it doesn't – whoever you are, you do you. Um, but, yeah, I don't ever remember even as a kid having any questions. It's just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I think maybe that's what everyone needed exposure to as children. Just yeah. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what I did learn, which is definitely not as deep of a lesson, um, I this is my first exposure to I Will Survive. Oh, really? So that's where I learnt that song from. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was telling producer Zane today as we were watching it that we I had, you know, those um, round circular Velcro discs that you would throw the ball? Tennis balls at, yes. 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 Those. We had a set of those. And in that particular scene where they do I Will Survive, I think it's I Will Survive. Yes. They have these like massive pants that have like yes. rounded shoes on them. I would put those Velcro things on my feet so it would look like <laughs> I had the same shoes. Like, well maybe done. I was, maybe I might have been six. That would check out. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, I I think that they do a great job of making this blend work in in the way they've created the jukebox and mm. used the music in the story. They haven't tried to. They haven't said. Uh, let's just sing a bunch of songs and be happy about it. And they haven't said, let's try and... and Force more meaning into this. Force them all into character-driven moments. They're looking at you, Mamma Mia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They've said, here's some that do that and here's some that do this and we'll make them work together. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I I I may have 
um, got on my high horse about this last time I was here too. I really just don't gel with many jukebox musicals. Like the, that, the heavy-handedness of them, I often just make like makes me grip my teeth. Um, but this one, I you kind of almost forget that it is. You know, you yeah. forget that these songs are from elsewhere, or they Ooh, don't. They're, yeah. they're not from this context. Um, but it's just yeah, it's so easily slid together that it yeah, it just kind of like dovetails in and out of the story. Like it's just there along with the story, but not necessarily like guys slipping through my fingers. All the time, <laughs> like it's okay. Like we don't need that. I think that's I think where I get on to, on board with jukebox musicals as well. So the ones I really like are the ones that follow the. It's like it is about that group's life, like Jersey Boys mm-hmm. or um, Beautiful. They're they're the songs that were in that timeline, so that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and you can read in some meaning to where they appear yeah. in the story. It, yeah. But they don't change the lyrics so that it applies. That's no. the one that really grates on me. <laughs> like that just and we'll just tweak the lyrics a bit. I'm like, don't. But don't though. Like you could you could not. Just don't. No. But yes, no, this one's I'm just real comfortable. I can just sit comfortably in this kind of like, yeah, it's fine. They're there. Um, I I do also applaud them for saying, you know, here's a show that um has quite a male cast. Um, so let's put in three diva roles for women Mm -hmm. and just let them be total divas in a great show and sing great music in this fantastic show, you know, like. And there are, um, indigenous roles. Yeah. Like you said, a lot lot of roles. There is one problematic, uh, Asian (laughs) representation. Well, yes. Um, But that's, that's, that is a, that was a problem in the film and it just transferred into (laughs) the. As I said, uh, watching this today, two steps forward, 82 steps back. (laughs) Yeah. But, um. But apart from that, it is such a diverse, um, you know, a diverse ensemble that come together to tell the story too. Yeah. And I think it's really important that it's not like, um, I don't think I'm being fair to Kinky Boots by sort of constantly (laughs) Sorry. I I didn't didn't mean to uh, create a war between (laughs) the two shows. (laughs) But I think that, I think Kinky Boots is for people who are not of the queer community, whereas I think Priscilla is for everybody. Mm. Yeah. yeah. um, Kinky Boots is is how to teach straight people a lesson, (laughs) whereas whereas Priscilla is just like, here here are the diverse range of these people and, yeah, here's their (laughs) life. Yeah, good point. Oh, no. I'm really sorry I brought up the whole Kinky Boots thing now. (laughs) I'm not. Okay. (laughs) It's a good comparison. Okay. Um, musically, it's also an interesting... Anyway, let's move on. Um, anything else that we've learned? No? Not for me. That's it? I think I think the lessons are clear and strong and they're not muddled by other things, you know. That's that's good sometimes. We don't need yeah. to learn everything in every show. Let's just learn the important ones and then move on to the Dreamcast segment. Dreamcast! Dreamcast! Who's in your dream cast? It's getting longer and I don't know how I feel about it. I just needed to let you sit in silence with that <laughs> for a moment. That's my shower song. <laughs> That's it. Oh, That's no. it. Great. Um, let's move on quickly. Uh, who are we casting? This is hard. Well, I I don't have this particular person, but I've seen this show a few times and and including the movie in this. Every time I've ever seen it, um, Bernadette has been played by a... Um, cisgender male um <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to play, not have yeah, that yeah so i would really like to see a cast that actually had um a transgender woman play bernadette because uh i think there are so many it's time yeah and there are so many um performers out there who have that you know have, who have lived that story uh and then get to watch some old man do it <laughs> 
So I think that was my, another one of my questions while watching it, the movies today. It was I'm like, wait, are any of these guys actually gay? Yeah, no. And producers <laughs> are like, no. I'm like, ooh, that's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, someone like, um, I mean, the, the character's based on Carlotta, but obviously she's very old. Um, mm, don't okay. know. Well, people den- do tend to age. I don't know. <laughs> So I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't know how she'd go, you know, belting a few out. But, um, but yeah, someone uh, – uh, uh, I'd really like to see a, a you know, Australian drag transgender performer in that role so that they are, have the opportunity to be sort of be lifted out into that, into, onto that platform. Yeah. I would like, personally, if we have another Australian production, yes. I would like all unknowns with absolutely no stunt casting, please and thank you. You don't want Alf Stewart in it? I <laughs> don't want Raymar back. I don't think that was a good choice. No, thank you. It was a choice. It was a money-making decision that made money. Good job. But that meant a lot of the audience was very drunk when I saw it. Oh. So. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how you can blame Alf It was Alf heckling. I blame Alf. Oh, okay. Um, well, I do agree with you because I think there are a, a lot of um, extremely talented drag performers yes. in underground places in yeah, Australia. Not even up. very underground. Uh, like, <laughs> it's Brisbane Festival here at the moment, and it's ninety percent drag queens now. Now, I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't seen any festival that didn't have drag queens in it. Oh, I did. I saw one. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and one. I'm not complaining about it because. It's working for me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, we've also, like, then again, if you are going to stunt cast it, we have very, very famous drag performers as well. Yeah. Use them. Give them a Done. go. Yes. Oh, dear. Rather than what the film, and I really like um, the performances of the actors in the film, but it is a bit like, you know, Guy Pierce. they would have had to explain what drag was to him before he... <laughs> I do feel like, on set. to their credit, they did play those characters very well. Like, I think... Had you taken like many other or any sometimes other straight man and gone, hey, be gay? I think you could have ended up with an extreme caricature of what they thought those kind of performers were. So mm. I think they kind of came to a relatively steady medium. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been worse. Could have been. <laughs> um, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many songs that have that. Um, though there was a, sh- a TV show mm. in Australia mm. uh, when the must have been the revival was coming mm. around. 2018. To cast. Yes. Yes. So they took a bunch of performers and and put them through like reality TV drag queen camp. Yeah. How is that not mentioned on the wiki Priscilla page anywhere? Because the production of Priscilla got cancelled or postponed and the show got cancelled before they got to a winner so we never (laughs) found out who won but there were some great performers in there yeah it doesn't even and um i regularly see a few of them that i recognize from that tv show going through drag queen camp um which in itself was a tacky horrible mess um (laughs) but probably more entertaining than watching the block for uh, me, personally, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> uh, so they went Barely in, any drag queens on that they show. They went literally into the desert to, to dress up and sing. Yeah, it was In odd. a competition. It was like Australian Idol. Me, I don't know, it was weird. Um, but yeah, I still regularly see performers who I was introduced to on that show in other things now, particularly stage shows, but occasionally in TV. And... Um, 
I reckon it's their turn. Yeah. Was get them back get them and let them there. actually do it. Was old mate Rob Mills part of that? As nah. like the host or something? Oh, I don't know. Don't know. I'm Googling. I'm still Googling. I think it was around the time of oh. the Millsy era, but. It's called I Will Survive. It if, was if you that. couldn't find it on YouTube or somewhere, yes. you you know our socials, musicals teach me on most things. So just send it our way. Uh, hosted by Hugh Sheridan. That was it. Featuring judges Jason Donovan. <laughs> Who, who was in Tick in the West End? Yes, um, Stephen Elliott, the director of the film. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nathan Foley was one of the contestants. Who? Yeah, mm, yeah, the high five guy was in it. Yes, he was. Yeah, I know who the winner is. <laughs> it's well, then, right here what? on the Wikipedia page. Who won? Michael Snell, twenty-eight-year-old dance instructor. Oh, Michael Snell. Winner, winner. Nathan Foley came in as third. Well, it's their turn. I'm casting them in it. (laughs) Anyone else? Oh, dear. No. Again, unknowns. Thank you, please. Uh, Unknowns. I'm with you. I agree. I'm with you. Um, Let us move on to our top five lists. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> what is that like the Borat version of Top Five? Top Five. <laughs> I was gonna sing and then I changed my mind halfway through. You're a weirdo. <laughs> uh, top Five Australian musicals. Top Five Australian yeah. musicals. I'm gonna give it. I to can you. put it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Australian. It's the most Australian. Yeah. Mm. Given my uh, disregard of a lot of other jukebox musicals, I put it in my Top, top Five, five jukebox. jukebox musicals. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sure. pop it on there. Um, I know last time I was here I did, uh, w- w- I th- I'm pretty sure we said road trip, top five road trip musicals. Why not? If we didn't, <laughs> we're making it a thing now. Is it over, like where does it sit between Little Miss Sunshine and this? Oh, don't do that to me. My children. I'm doing that. It's like Sophie's <laughs> Choice. Which is your favourite? My two, Pick my two kid, the other one dies. cross country <laughs> bus musicals about accepting people who are different. Um, <laughs> Which one oh, is better? Okay, I think I think Priscilla is more important. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So all right. I'll let him Nice. Let um, cock in at that um top five true to the film film yeah. adaptations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh top five drag. Yep. I can think of three others at least. Top five <laughs> costume design opportunities. I mean, it is a bar that was set. Yeah. It's a big, it's a very big list, but I think it maybe let's say eclectic costume design because you can have anything from like a thong on stage and for, uh, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Both Australian thong. Both times. I mean, yes, but for our non-Australian listeners, I mean the flip-flop, singular flip-flop. Flip-flop dress. 
flip-flop dress to like a giant parakeet or something amazing, you know? Like yeah. it's eclectic. I get you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Any more? Um, maybe top five. This, this, I, I'm thinking of about five in my head, but if I sat down for a while, I'd probably get to a lot more of these. Um, like queer themed. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think it, it's up there in the list because of the way it treats the, it. Mm, yeah. the subject matter. Oh, uh, I don't know how to word this. Use all the words. Use inverted yeah. commas. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's not going to help. <laughs> um, like queer accessible, like more palatable for the broader audience I guess where kind of everyone gets on board especially if you put Ray Mar in it apparently <laughs> um sorry to interrupt but I have just noticed something I should have brought up earlier okay here we Kiala go Kiala Settle was in the original Broadway cast as a diva as Shirley or oh, the wife that's the, yeah that's the the wife that owns the bar right Oh, is it? Oh, no. I don't know. Hang on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. No, I was thinking it was the problematic Asian character. Well, no. Kiel settles. Right. Oh, yes, yes, the yes. She's the really bogany one in the. Uh, yeah. Shell. I have a question now. Yes. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when Priscilla Queen of the Desert goes to other countries, do they all do an Australian accent? Yes. Uh, they did to. in London. They did in London? Yeah. Did they, they do it to. in America? They would have to. They'd have to. But probably badly. <laughs> I th- uh, well, I think that because I think in the Broadway one, the Australian ch- Bernadette was in the Broadway one as well. Tony oh. Sheldon did yeah. Australia West End Broadway. Yeah, he just all the original casts. Tony Sheldon. That just that's blown my mind. Now I need to hear that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just like, oh, what? What? <laughs> this is why I shouldn't have my screen open while we're recording. That's why we can't have. Nice we're in things. the middle of top five, top five surprise castings of Kiala Settle. <laughs> sure. <laughs> In an original Broadway cast. Okay, I think we're done on top fives. If yeah, you haven't got I'm anything good. else, I'm top down. And so we are um, done. We're done. This is it. We've done Priscilla. She's been done. Tick. Just add that like in tick emoji to the end of the grammatical tick emoji <laughs> mess that is Priscilla. Our um, producer's crying. <laughs> he's, well, he'll be fine. Uh, thank you so much for coming in, Bradley. Thank you for having me. See, we have all this extra time. I can use your full name. Yes. Bradley. Next time I'll do kinky boots and have to like um, just r- r- yeah, argue the other side. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's been done. Yeah, we have done been. a kinky boots episode. So if you're interested in listening to that, you can uh, check out the back catalogue. There are a lot of shows in the back catalogue. Can I just mention that we've done like 400 million shows by the. Are we up to two, 150 something. something? Three years worth of podcasts. So that is children. a lot to go catch up on. You've got a long drive coming up. <laughs> and I will warn you that the first hundred or so of those episodes um, were the longer format. So enjoy them even more. Um, <laughs> But uh, we have done a lot of new and interesting shows of late and there's more of those coming up. But there's also some classics coming up in the schedule <laughs> over the next few months, which um, Julie will be pleased oh, about. Oh, I need a classic. And as always, if there's a show you want us to cover that isn't on the list yet, please do let us know. We'll find someone to talk about it or maybe you want to come and talk about it yourself. Get in touch. We've got an email address, musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com where you can find us in all the social places on facebook where musicals taught me everything i know but pretty much everywhere else we're at musicals teach me and finally to the people who want to patronize the arts and i don't mean 
patronise them. But patronise them. them. You want to patronise them. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash musicals taught me everything I know. You'll also find that's not canon. Um, they also have a Patreon account. Um, so you can support the network, which supports millions of podcasts, including this one. Or you can throw just us a couple of bucks a month. Um, you do get some extra content. Uh, we love to make jazzy top five lists and occasionally do trivia shows um so if you want to hear those you can get on board uh we do love our patrons uh they keep us going and uh yeah i think have i done all the things yeah you have congratulations so thank you again brad for coming on thank you thank you julie for being here welcome (laughs) that was rude (laughs) hardly i said thank you and thank you me for being here as well no thank you okay bye (laughs) bye Hello and welcome to an advertisement for The Penny Peep Show. What is The Penny Peep Show? Well, in our podcast factory, our podcast scientists have been working hard on a range of light-hearted radio play anthology series that everyone can enjoy. Criminy Cricket spokesperson, is there a light-hearted radio play anthology series for me? No, every series is marked explicit. But why not tell your parents, nameless child? They'll find The Penny Peep Show wherever good podcasts are stocked. The Penny Peep Show. It's like dissolving your ears in a cocaine-laden off-brand soda. Is that a good thing? Shut it, nameless child.